Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. I'll say it's there's definitely a lot of specific motivation for what I do. For the first 10 years that I was in Nashville, I was a little bit like kind of mercenary, mercenarial, where I just kind of wrote songs for whoever needed me to in whatever capacity. But it was after I started writing songs for VeggieTales and then writing these Slugs and Bugs songs that I really found a sense of purpose and calling in it. Music is one of God's most powerful tools for uh, transforming us. How many times have you know you wanted to stop singing a song but couldn't because it's so it's so embedded in your memory, and you're always growing faith in something, you know whether it's your own ability or um, your friends, and we're always all kind of on a spectrum of growing in our trust of something. Hello, this is the Faith in Parents podcast. It's great to have you along. We're trying to speak to parents about the normal business of raising children to know Christ in Christian homes. We try and cover those everyday things that fill in the corners, round the edges and squeeze in through the doors that make up our everyday lives. Amy, tell us about you today. Hello, Ed. Hello. It's sunny today. That's making me happy. We've got through the dark, long particularly damp January, February. We're into spring almost proper. It's brilliant. We are thrilled to have with us a great friend of ours from across the water. I don't think you need a great deal of introduction, so why don't you tell us who you are, where you are, and how it's going? Hello, Ed and Amy. I'm Randall Goodgame over here in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And it's also a brilliant almost spring day here in my (laughs) little neighborhood. There's just just little buds starting to creep out of all my mulch that I planted down last fall. Birds are chirping, squirrels are bustling. The birds are singing. Yeah, it's the wind is yeah. blowing. <laughs> and it was a dreary February. So much rain and cloud. So I'm speaking to you and also um looking out the window. Adam. Aslan is on the move. Brilliant. Aslan <laughs> is on the move, yes. 
So really excited to be here with you guys. Love what you do and the way you encourage families and parents. So just honored to be a part of it. Thank you, Randall. Randall, just for, for those who aren't associated with your work, would you just tell us what it is you spend your, your time doing and maybe a bit about how you came to be doing it? What led to that point? Sure. I run a children and family ministry called Slugs and Bugs. And my goal is to bring families together in the pursuit of the gospel so that the gospel and Jesus is at the head to help parents remember that they are God's kids and to help kids learn how much God loves them. So I started doing that probably, gosh, it's been, well, I'll say in 2007, I started writing songs for VeggieTales with my buddy Andrew Peterson. Um, I was already writing songs and playing in churches for adults back then, but really found a love for caring for families through writing songs. Andrew and I made a record called Slugs and Bugs and Lullabies, and it was through that recording process that I just fell in love with using my gifts to help edify families. So, so Randall, what, what you actually do is that you come on our family holidays <laughs> and our family days out, and on Tuesdays, you sing to me while I make the tea. <laughs> so Tuesdays is a chaos day in our family of like there's lots of stuff going on and it's a bit stressful to fit it all in. So I, I'm normally chopping stuff to make tea and, and, and Randall, I, Randall, sing me the truth <laughs> and you sing me the truth and I make the tea and it's all better. Oh my goodness, Amy, so, thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad to be a so, part of your Tuesdays. <laughs> And and our family holidays in the cars, you sing to us the Bible and remind us of what's true wow. in preparation for spending a lot of time together, which really matters. It is important. <laughs> yeah. How, however, whatever it takes to, to um, not kill each other, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Randall, presumably these are the sorts of stories you hear really often. To be doing what you're doing means you are just embedded in thousands of families all over the world. How, I guess, deliberate is what you're doing? How much is it that, you know, you have a real plan and you have a real goal and you've listened to families and you know what you you know how music can be used? And how much is it just, you know, you're a guy who just, the Lord has enabled to write some songs and you write them and throw them out the window and see what happens. How much in your music have you got a real sort of plan? This is how it can be used. This is what families can do with it. And how much is it just a gifted guy in Nashville writing some songs and throwing them out the window and seeing where they fall? <laughs> well, that's a great question. I'll say it's there's definitely a lot of specific motivation for what I do. For the first 10 years that I was in Nashville, I was a little bit like kind of mercenary, mercenarial, where I just kind of wrote songs for whoever needed me to in whatever capacity. But it was after I started writing songs for VeggieTales and then writing these slugs and bug songs that I really found a sense of purpose and calling in it. Music is one of God's most powerful tools for uh, transforming us. The, how many times have, you know, you've wanted to stop singing a song, but couldn't because it's so, it's so embedded in your memory and you're always growing faith in something, you know, whether it's your own ability or um, your friends and, we're always all kind of on a spectrum of growing in our trust of something. And what better to fill the atmosphere with than the Word of God 
to remind us to trust him in all the things that we're doing. Because we bumble through life and we're always kind of making split decisions about things, never knowing which ones are important and which ones aren't. And God's word is so perfect for guiding us, you know, alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. So I always tell people the, the scripture songs serve me first. And I meditate over them as I'm writing them and working on them. And I, I play certain ones in the morning, depending on what the Lord is doing in me. And um, it's just a great answer to prayer to know that I could be used in a little bit of a way as an instrument to get his word into other people's cars and yeah. kitchens. Yeah. Because we all need it. Because we all need him. I'm always looking for ways to try and pull the truth out of Sunday's box into the rest of life and to try and listen to God's word. And I think as a family that don't do discipline, structure, sit down, read things terribly well, we do do it sometimes, but we're not brilliant at it, that Bible songs and Christian music are just that way of pulling the truth into life and letting it filter through the cracks and be there as, you know, what is the, there's a soundtrack playing to your family's life. Even if you didn't realize there is a soundtrack playing and how can I make the soundtrack more about Jesus and more about what God says and more about his love. And you might not necessarily sit and like think, right, children, sit, listen, I'm going to read you lots of important scripture today. But just in that seeping through, I remember getting, dropping my son off to go on a residential with school. So for the Americans amongst us, that means they go away and stay overnight. And getting back in the car, and it was quite, it was quite raw. So the kids, the kids had gone to school and one's going away. Um, and as I drive off, uh, Bible Songs Volume 2 is in the CD player. And it's, it plays, it kicks back in because we're listening to it. And it plays to me, for we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And like for me, trusting my kid to someone else for those three days was a big deal. So I had just pulling over and going, that's true. God's working for the good of those who love him in my son's heart, in my heart. That like, that is just, I wasn't planning that. No. But that is just, God's word is seeking into the cracks of life. Mm. And that's something that you can do. You can stick a playlist on. Or if you're old school like me and still have CDs in cars, you can you can put CDs in cars. That um, It's a win. It is a, such a win. Amen. I'm just so blessed to hear that story. That's just a, a delight to me. And, and I want you to know that part of that, part of what you just said is reflects our family's life too. We've never been great um, at the family discipleship, uh, intentional sit-down time. For a couple years there, for a few years when my kids were little, we did it better. But especially now with a 14-year-old and an a 18-year-old in the house, they're busy. And it's mm -hmm. difficult to wrangle them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that having this music playing in the house has done for us is it's freed me from the, temp not temptation, but the pressure to feel like I had to have it all buttoned up in a way that I could teach them and explain things to them so that they could learn and grow in their faith. 
when I really think that they learn more from watching a dad who's actually trying to trust God in the moment, everyday moments with them yeah. than they do from a forced 20-minute sit-down where we read a Tim Keller devotion and I ask them some questions about how this impacts them. So good on you for just <laughs> trusting in the Word of God being present in in the car. And then it's amazing how opportunities come up. The kids are listening. Yeah. And then conversations happen that you, that at least in our family, that have been quite surprising out of how them listening to these songs over and over. Yeah. Randall, you have been speaking about your personal experience as a dad. And also in, in one of the goals I heard you say at the beginning of Slugs and Bugs is to speak to the hearts of parents. I think we're all learning that for children to grow faith, they need to see some, some of that wrestling happening at home. So it's, it's tempting as a Christian parent to think, I take my children to church on a Sunday. We say a prayer before each meal. In seasons, as you say, we find a way to open the Bible together, and that's the Christian life. And I think what we're discovering is there needs to be an element of, I need to see what dad doesn't get. I need to see what makes dad walk out of church saying, I can't do that. Or I'm not sure I can believe that. We, we need to see... We need to see that when the family cries, dad reaches for a gospel truth. So I, I, I guess what that means, Randall, is you're, you are deliberately trying to put the music into your own creases and imperfections and doubts for you, rather than some sort of lecturer of children who's got all the answers. And dad, you can go and go off to your shed because we can put the CD in and teach the kids. Yeah. Yes. So, Randall, in that case, there's a thing here which isn't that much to do with music, but it might be, which is you've lent into your skill and gifting in saying, you know, this is this is a way that Randall can do this with this exceptional bunch of musical gifts. Is it just an? Is it just an? I guess another lesson of just being a dad that you've you know you've been doing it for eighteen years now. Twenty one. <laughs> Have you worked out twenty one, Randall? Congratulations, you've done yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, parenting is a fairly bruising experience because your heart is laid bare. They see your imperfections. They see your mistakes and they call you out, particularly as they get older. Have, have you worked out some ways, Randall, of, of walking that path? So you you just hit the nail right on the head with what you said. Maybe it's not that I'm trying to fit the music into the cracks for myself. It's that the music comes out of the cracks in myself. Mm -hmm. And... I am at my best in as a disciple and as you know as a parent when I'm not focused on trying to make sure my kids know Jesus but I'm focused on remembering that he is here with me every day and that it is the personal journey of faith that sounds simple to say but that transforms me and then transforms my family because out of me then flows love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And when my kids are and my wife are washed in the flood of that spirit, then, um, well, that's the best thing going. Why would they look anywhere else? So I would say that my 
you know, the, the, the Lord's leadership in bringing me to write scripture songs for families has everything to do with it, that we just need him so much. I need him desperately every day. And there's so many things about the world and life that are pulling me away from him that sort of preaching the lies of what really satisfies or um, where value and worth is really found. Um, and I believe those things at different times of the day, every day. And the, the, my friends and my spiritual community and mm. church on Sunday and gospel songs and scripture songs do for me is just bring me back to gospel sanity mm. in, in such a way that I am equipped to, at the very least, be humble in front of my kids yeah. and not project a false authority that says, I know everything, so, so follow me, but a true authority, which is, you know what? God's given me authority. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very confused. And this is all very mysterious, but I'm your dad. So let's do it this way. And even more than that, you're modeling to them what uh, being under authority looks like because you're saying, I'm under God's word. So this is, you know, for me, it's even easier because I get it sung over me. So we are literally all saying, you know, I need this. We're under this. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Randall, so I'm a big fan of the songs. I'm hoping people have picked that up. We do have them on a lot. And I think part of the reason for that is they are beautifully, musically beautiful with a lot of emotion in them, which helps make the connection of the truth. But there's more. There's more to Randall than just songs because there's been TV shows, two series, Randall, (laughs) two series of TV shows. That's right, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's two seasons. We, I guess, released season two last year of the Slugs and Bugs show. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish my kids were younger because we, we love the songs. And now there's TV shows that would have really, we would have watched them a lot if they were a bit littler. Maybe we'll go back again. We're going to have to watch them anyway. I enjoy them. Tell us about them. What was the idea behind them? Well, the opportunity came up um, from Right Now Media asking if we would be interested in doing a TV show. And uh, even though it's music is the way that the Lord has kind of shaped my my career, I'm just always kind of looking for any way to communicate the the depth of God's love for us, His constant presence and His faithfulness to be here with us and guide us through so that the kingdom can grow. And this TV show opportunity seemed like a cool way to do it. It was also kind of a dream come true because I grew up watching The Muppet Show. Oh, didn't we all? <laughs> And I just love Kermit and Fozzie and Miss Piggy and all those characters. And to get to shape and create a few of them for the Slugs and Bugs universe was just almost like too cool to even dream of. And then to get to, you know, wrestle with all these different Mm -hmm. things that come up. One of the, one of the great gifts of scripture is that they apply to life. And so we, with the, with the shows, with the show, we, arrange the storyline that's going through the show around the scripture that we're singing that day. Um, And so characters go through some conflict and then the scripture applies to whatever they're going through. And it kind of helps frame for the person that's watching. Oh, this is what it means when I sing, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ to do the things he has prepared for us. He prepared for us long ago. I can 
see the TV show, listen to the story, and apply the scripture. And it has sort of a three-dimensional opportunity for impact uh, rather than just listening on music, although both are, both are valuable. And you've tried distinctively, I think, with this series to focus on some issues that feel like hot topics in families. So, for instance, you've got one there on trying to work out screen time. How much is too much and how does the children work that out for themselves? You've got one on playing sport and uh, how do we play that in a godly way uh, when we might win and we might lose and we've got people on our team who aren't quite as good as they could be. You've got another one on uh, what adults might call race relations and presumably it was uh, it, it, you made it around the time of the Black Lives Matter movement coming to the fore. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell us a bit about that one? how that came to be written, how how hard was it to work out the message for children? Sure, yes. You know what? That one was super hard. We actually went through about nine or ten different stories, different drafts to try to figure out because racism is as old as there have been tribes. Um, what we call racism now is just treating people that are different differently, less than than the people that we that we know. Mm. So America has, and I know England has similar issues. Oh man, yeah. We have, you know, in our history, this great tragedy of racism towards different minority culture and um, or people. And though we've come a super long way, it is something that is still around. And We have an African-American son. And so it was just really important to me to try to communicate what the gospel has to say about racism, because it's a thing. One of the things, one of the mistakes I think people make with kids is, is thinking that they can't handle hot, difficult, complicated topics. And I think the reason why it's a mistake is they're around them anyway. Kids are dealing with lying and cheating and stealing and racism and, and abuse as soon as they're out in the world. So it was really important to me to try to wrangle it down. And because of the great pastor, Micah Edmondson, that he did such a great job of communicating what the gospel has to say about thinking about others differently or others as less because of how they look. And, um, you know, I, I hope we eventually don't have to have those kinds of stories. But I anticipate that we'll be telling, still encouraging Christians to make sure they're not treating others differently because they are from a different place or look different as long as, you know, until Jesus comes. Because that's just part of our sin nature is to be tribal. And And the temptation as a Christian parent is to go, brilliant, Randall's going to deal with that for me so I don't have to. Here's your screen, plug your headphones in. I'll come back in 40 minutes and the issue will be nailed. <laughs> oh God, I, I hope not. <laughs> but no, we do, we do, because we're all looking for a shortcut. So you watch these programmes and, and like I'm outsourcing the, the parenting thing to someone else who's better musically gifted than I am. And to me, the joy of those programmes is to sit and watch them with your child because your your child is watching them and hearing the stuff and I'm getting a live workshop on how to bring the truth to bear on real life situations so that I can do it without without the characters and the singing in their real life. 
the next day. Praise God. So, praise God. That, that, that is, <laughs> that's, that's what we prayed for. And what I prayed for as we were writing that particularly, but all the episodes. And the, the other thing that is so important and I wanted to make sure it came across was that we're all humbled before Jesus. Mm. All this, this whole gospel life we're living is so mysterious. Mm. We don't really know what we're doing most of the time. And for parents, I, I want them to watch this stuff with their kids, mm. but I also want them to be free to admit, yeah, this is confusing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a hard time understanding this. And, but look how they went to scripture. Mm-hmm. to to help sort through it. So what I'm hoping we model is not that we have it all figured out, so do what we do, but that the Bible has something to say about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why did they choose that verse? What do, right. what were they thinking? Why that character? I mean, they're the parenting training seminars I want to go to where people sing and there's funny characters, but you know, people don't do them for me. <laughs> they do PowerPoints of standing still. So if I can watch something with my kid... When when there's a bit more fun going on. But, you know, other parenting seminars are available with PowerPoint <laughs> standing still, if that's yeah. your thing. Randall, have you heard back from families from uh, about the music, about the, the TV show? Does it help you work out what's next? Does it help you pivot and work out how to be better? Um, it It does. I mean, mostly what we hear is just all really good. You know, we, uh, it's... It's just endlessly encouraging. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Don't you hate that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and every now and then someone will come in with a criticism. And I uh, always try to, even if I totally disagree with what they're saying, I always try to find something in it to learn from. Mm. But generally people are just really grateful because we're, we're all stumbling blindly in the dark. It feels like sometimes. Um, and then, and what slugs and bugs and what I've tried to do is, is just say, look over here, because this is where I'm looking. And it's, it's Jesus and his word. And, uh, even there, it's, it's mystery. But what we learn the longer that we sit and we dwell is there's also life. It's mystery, but it's life. And as the, as we turn our attention, towards the Lord and his word and the fruit is born out in us, then our children are impacted, our family's impacted. One thing I was going to say is God built the family with a supernaturally powerful design and parents care for children, but they're exhausting. So we run to Jesus. Then he gives us vision and joy and energy through our relationship with him and our sort of taking in, reframing our life through our redemption. Children see us running to Jesus, and then they learn he's the source of life, hope, and joy. And then, meanwhile, our children are constantly running to us, modeling for us what discipleship should look like. And so, as they look to us for everything, we learn to look for God. So, the family is this cauldron of activity where our kids are learning from us, the wisdom that we have, you know, I, like, like, I said, like we said before, it's less about us teaching them things, like here's a lesson, but what, them watching us live our lives wisely because we are, are continuing to run to his word, to the gospel. But then 
as they are learning from that, we are also learning from these joyful, quick, forgiving, playful children to not take ourselves too seriously and to not forget that we, um, God expects us to make mistakes and he expects us to get it wrong and he expects us to just run right back to him. So it's not supposed to be a one way street of I'm doing the the teaching and you're doing the the following. That's right. That's the liberating thing about being a, a Christian parent is that I'm not actually supposed to be the one who's getting everything right. I'm actually supposed to model what needing Jesus looks like. And how much how much easier is that as of a burden to bear than I've 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 got to have this sauced. Yes. No, I've just got to say guys over here I I'm a real life example of what needing Jesus looks like. And uh, when I blow it and when I mess it up or when I'm selfish and when I'm mean, I need Jesus too and so do you and sometimes you're going to be better at pointing me to him and sometimes it might be my job. But the way God structured it is it should be me more than you, but there we go. Randall, I have a good friend who's incredibly musically gifted. I am absolutely musically ungifted. Uh, and what he tells me is is the way he introduced me to you first, your music was, this is the first Christian musician I've found who is a joy to listen to and doesn't make my ears bleed. <laughs> now, I, I, hope no other, I hope no other Christian musicians are listening to this. But he, From that description, Ed, I now know who that friend of yours okay, is. Okay, <laughs> he, he loves, he, he just, the musicality of your music he loves. So I feel under an obligation to ask a question for those people who are musically gifted. Okay, so if this is even a, a bad question, you can fix it, Randall, for them. But f- for those people who, it seems to me, there are families out there who just music oozes out of every orifice. Uh, do you have a tip, Randall, just as a musical family? How do you use music in the more mundane stuff? I mean, apart from what you've now done, which is to make money from it, it's your job, it's your ministry. Is is there just a lesson you've got for like those people who've got some musical ability in their family and what they do with it? Hmm. Wow. I think one of the things that helps me as a musician and can help any musician is learning to forget about yourself. <laughs> because, yes, I am a professional musician, but there's loads of people that are better at playing the piano than me, loads of better singers. And I think so. sometimes we get caught up thinking, well, I'm not very good at this. I'll tell you a quick story. I was doing a VBS one time, and I drew a picture of a person, and I said, that's not, sorry, it's not a great person. And this little, like, six-year-old goes, no, that is a great person. You did a great drawing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. You're that's, six. That's right. <laughs> uh, um, just do, just be who you are without judging and uh, celebrate what you can do because you're, you're offering it all up to the Lord as a gift anyway. Absolutely. And all of our, all of our gifts fall short. How could they possibly be enough? So you just. Randall, this is why we work with children because I put a paper plate on my head and a sock on my hand and I'm the most entertaining person they've met all day. That doesn't, that flies yes. nowhere else. So that's, that's why kids yeah. ministry is amazing. But yes. they're here for it. They are, they're here for it. 
And yeah, so my encouragement to musicians or just barely musicians out there is to pick up the instrument and play, especially if it's something that, well, I was going to say, you know, if you're considering doing like family worship together or just getting getting together around the fire pit or whatever people do in England. We do that. We do, do that. not let your own insecurity get in the way or to flip it over to the positive side. Just say to forget about yourself. Enjoy the Lord. And yeah, enjoy the Lord. Enjoy the gifts that he's given you. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that's that's one way to speak to musicians because I had to learn how to do it. And Randall, there's there's surely something there in in every gifting. So I'm going to take that for me that really isn't about music, which is, for instance, hospitality. Invite people around to your house, give them a meal, and please don't apologise for it. Of course, there's someone out there who's cooked a nicer meal. Of course, these people have once eaten a nicer meal. But the point is, they're enjoying you and you're enjoying them. No one else invited them today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you did. So there is a thing, which is whichever skill, whichever gift the Lord has given you, use it in service of him. Apologize a bit less mm-hmm. because there'll always be someone better than you. But the point is he's put you here to do this in service of him for these people. That's a great principle. Mm. Forget yourself a bit more. Yeah, I think so. I'm still working on it. But yeah, there's there's something to remembering that everybody is looking to be loved. And so we can just focus on that. You know, you, the lo- loving the people that you're with, mm-hmm. forgetting about the quality of the the glaze on your uh, on your donut, but instead know that each person that you meet is struggling in some way, um whether it's your kid waking up in the morning or your coworker or your your pastor. Randall, we've asked you to choose a song and you gave us a menu and we've chosen from your menu the Micah 6 verse 8 song. Uh, We're going to play it at the end. Can you tell us? So I think the interesting thing for me is how you've chosen this scripture um, and how you're hoping it's going to play into families' lives. So this particular verse, as as a kid, I grew up with the green with a green chorus book that we had to sing scripture. And that's how a lot of Bible verses end up stuck in my head. So in those moments where I I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I know to sing that um, what I've got to do, 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 is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with with my God, because that's already stuck there. So this is the modern equivalent with a slightly more beautiful soundtrack that my kids are going to get to learn that truth. So when they don't know what to do, they've got that ready is my plan. Praise God. So was tell tell me. By there's a beautiful animation that goes with it as well so we could sing it in churches. Have have I sold mm-hmm. it enough or is there more that you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> no. You really you really nailed it. When I sat down to write it, I prayed that what the Lord would provide would be something that was as simple and clear as the scripture itself, because it really is one of those rare moments in the word where it literally says, what does the Lord require? And isn't that what we want yeah. to know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the song you know, repeats that question. And then it says what the scripture says, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. And I love, so I, I'm pretty sure this is intentional, but I want to check. It's sung like gently, 
like it doesn't feel crushing was that was intentional right <laughs> absolutely absolutely so so often and i grew up you know i i was raised with by christian people and a great christian church but sometimes there were there were passages that felt a little crushing i approached there's a song on, on this cd that you mentioned see volume two where it says, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God. Oh. And. The creator of the <laughs> earth of the earth. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> and I remember hearing that as a kid as like a little bit, not quite shaming, but like stern. Do you not know? Have you not heard? And I wanted it to feel more like an invitation. Like, hey, have you heard? Because this is the best news going. Yeah. And, and it's a celebratory invitation. Join the party. Right. And um, when we when we hear someone say, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly, who's going to disagree with that? All of those things are, I mean, actually, there are plenty of people that would disagree with some of that. But, but when we hear those words, they, they go right to our hearts. Everything's already there. All the truth is already there. It's already in the word. And um, music can help it stick um, memorably just because of the, the miracle of music and what God has done with, with that artistic framework. Then, obviously, the next step is to apply it and ask the Lord to change us in, in, so that we might actually be able to act justly, love mercy. Well, come with him. We're going to play that song now. We've had a big introduction. Hear the gentleness, hear the Lord's instruction. Take it away. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, what is good. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good? What is good? And what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God, Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, what is good. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly Justly into love. 
What does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require? To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly and to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. To act justly. Randall, thank you very much. Thank you for letting us use that song. And thank you actually for letting us use all of your songs on our Faith in Kids podcast. If you go over to our parallel stream, Faith in Kids for Kids, or you look at the ones on this stream that are called Faith in Kids, we normally put a song at the end. And Randall's been so generous in giving us those songs. In the show notes of this episode, you will find where to find those TV shows, where to find books, and where to find songs. Randall, tell us, what are you working on next? Uh, well, you know what? Our our next project coming up is a scripture hymnal where, um, I, you know, for all these last 10 records that I've been writing songs for kids, it's been uh, scripture music that's built for singing along in the car. But for the last 10 months or so, and then for the next while, I've been focusing on writing scripture songs that could be congregational. So really feeling a sense of purpose that maybe what's happened in in families like yours Amy where kids and parents are are being shaped by focusing on the word that maybe there's a way that the lord could use that in in congregations so hopefully fall of 2023 we'll come out with a hymnal of uh full of, full of scripture songs Woo-hoo. and is that a cd or a book of music to play or both that will be a book of sheet music like a regular old classic hymnal what? Like Mission Praise with the thingies on the front. Will it be one of them? Amy, please, please. We've had too many throwbacks from your childhood, Amy. We can't limit this the scope of this podcast to people who live in Amy's world, okay? So, Randall, we'll be able to play that on our keyboards and on our guitars in our churches. Yes, it'll have chords, but also sheet music. And there will be a record that has some of the songs in it, but there, there'll be you know over 100 songs in it. Wow. And if you want Randall to sing to you while you cook tea on Tuesdays they have to follow you on social media don't they absolutely absolutely yeah all the places find in there search up slugs and bugs you'll find a lot of Randall Randall thank you for your time and and thank you also for your ministry uh, thank you for speaking to the hearts of parents speaking to <laughs> the hearts minds and lives of children and thank you for not making musicians ears bleed <laughs> well You've been great company in the car. Thank you, Randall. <laughs> awesome. I'm so grateful for the both of you. Thank you for how you serve the church and families. I'm just really grateful to be a part of what you're doing. Thanks for the podcast. You're a great partner, Randall. We love working with you. And I would just want to say my favorite is a home in heaven, which I find incredibly emotional. We, I, I tell people I wrote it with you. That's not actually true. We had a conversation and you wrote it, but... <laughs> Oh, it's a co-write. It's a co-write. I'm going to claim it. (laughs) I'm going to claim it. 
but it's it's a song I still adore and I'm privileged that I played a small part in it. Randall, could you pray for the parents who are listening? Absolutely. Let's pray. Thank you. Lord Jesus, your faithfulness uh, knows no bounds. And you're here with us now. You're here with everyone listening. So uh, I just ask that your mercy would continue to fall on them, on everybody listening, that they would grow in the knowledge of your presence with them and that your spirit would continue to lift them up. Um, Thank you for the way that you have shaped the family um, so that we can learn from one another and that you haven't called us to figure it all out, but to just continue to run to you and trust you for all things. Lord, give us the the strength um, and the attention uh, for your minds to, to serve you. In your name we pray. Amen. Randall, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to hearing the fruit of your incredible gifting more. Thanks, Randall. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye.